You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Local voices, local conversations. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com and Napa Valley College Now. It is my pleasure to be joined on our program today by the new president of the Board of Trustees of Napa Valley College, Dan DeGarty. He joins us here in our studio today. Dan, thanks so much for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. Glad it is great great to have you here. Uh, newly minted as the new uh, board president. <laughs> Before we get into uh, the college and, and some of the issues surrounding it, talk a little bit about your background and a little bit about your history. Well, I've been retired for three and a half years now. I, um, I was a working carpenter for 18 years, and then I uh, was hired on by the Carpenters Union as a, uh, as a rep for the last 16 years before I retired. And uh, that's my most immediate background. And how did you get involved with the college? When did you first run for uh, the Board of Trustees, and what was it that prompted you to do that? Well, um, I was working in Napa as a rep and around, uh, I don't know, 2004, 2005, and there was a lot of construction going on here. So as my job as a rep required me to go onto job sites to mm-hmm. visit uh, members and such. And while I was there, I... I just got to know the college and some of the people. I met Chris McCarthy, met with him a couple of times, and really became interested in what the college does and can do. And during that time, one of the trustees, uh, Margaret Lee, who lives in my area, suddenly died, and that left an opening. And so I applied for an appointment and, and didn't get that, and then ran for, for the office at that time. Um, came very close not, not, but close doesn't really count much in elections. <laughs> and uh, so after that, I, uh, I was transferred to San Rafael and really didn't uh, spend a lot of time at the college. It, was, it came up again in, uh, well, in 2010. Uh, there was an article in the paper that the trustee in my area had resigned. And I thought, well, why don't I run for that spot? I did, and nobody ran against me. So it's the <laughs> easiest election I could have had. And when you wound up on the board finally, what were the things that, that surprised you? What were the things that were kind of unexpected once you were uh, settled in on the board of trustees? Well, um, unexpected was perhaps the the turmoil having to do with the previous president and, and the um, – the process involved in finding a replacement. It was, I was felt right. kind of thrown into the fire, so to speak, right. at that time. And that ultimately sort of worked itself out. And you got an education in, in the process. I mean, one of the fun things, I suppose, about being thrown into the turmoil was that you had to get up to speed real quickly about a lot of things. Right. Not a lot, not a lot of time to think about uh, <laughs> how to proceed. There was a need to proceed. And I think we did it. We did a very good job doing what we did. I think uh, finding uh, Dr. Kraft and hiring hiring him as president was the best thing that we've done in the two years that I've been on the board. What do you think was at the heart of, when you look back at it now, with with the benefit of hindsight and, and now that things are running so well with, with Ron Kraft here, what do you think was at the heart of that turmoil at that time? Well... No, I'm not sure if I'm the best person to ask since I wasn't on the board during the mm-hmm. main part of the turmoil. But I know that uh, oftentimes 
when things go bad that it reaches a point where it can't get better and it's time to move on and and uh and uh select another person right. sort of like the 49ers you know it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that because i've just been thinking of the same thing jim harborough was <laughs> right. a great coach but uh if you don't get along with your boss it's not working <laughs> it's not going to work out for anybody <laughs> Where would you like to see more support for the college in, in the wine industry, in the hospitality industry, in the, the, the local community? Where would you like to see more support coming from? Well, I think uh, the wineries and the restaurant industry have a real stake in what we can do for them. So that would be the, the uh, best options for our support, I think. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about some of the other areas that that you see the college trying to take advantage of. You mentioned, for example, there's a lot of land, a lot of potential to do a lot of different things. Is there an effort to look at that? And well, yeah, we have the, that property out in, in Mount Vitor, and it was it was willed to the college some years ago. But there are certain restrictions. But with our winery technology course, if we had the money. We could plant vineyards out there. Or what I see um, is is uh, increasing horticulture science and uh, and growing vegetables to provide for the Culinary Institute. We took a uh, a field trip. There's Terry Juni and uh, Bruce Ketron and Kyle Butterwick, who has mm-hmm. uh, been hired to the, do the master planning for the college. Took a trip to uh, Santa Rosa JC about six months ago. And uh, among the things we saw was Schoen Farm, which is out in the Russian River Valley where they they grow all their vegetables. They have a vineyard out there, and, and their winery is in that spot. And later on when we visited their culinary school, the thing that stuck to me most was the chef who said, we never open a can here. All of our vegetables come from their Schoen Farm. And I see a potential with doing something like that. I don't think we can compete on the scale of Santa Rosa, JC, right. but we can do our own thing here similar to that. One of the things about the board this year is you have some new members. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about the challenge of that, of just bringing people up to speed, you know, new, new, new people, newbies. Right. I've met with You've both. been on that side. Yeah, I've been on that side with, without a doubt. Raphael and I both came on two years ago, and uh, we got some, I believe, some, some very good mentoring from the existing board members and one of the things that I got a lot of of lot out of was the new trustee training over in Sacramento which is oh. going on right now which I believe Amy and Kyle are attending if if actually I say right now but I believe it's toward the end of January right. and uh, that's and I hope they both take full advantage of that to learn and it's a non mentorship within the board is an ongoing process for all of the trustees and it's just like anything else takes a while to know the ropes just to put names and faces together <laughs> as much as anything else and of course one of the things is that there's a lot of uh, a lot of people involved in the governing process here yes there is shared governance and one of the things i missed uh last week was a uh, shared governance workshop but i had uh being this time of year with the holidays, I think I had a previous engagement that I couldn't uh, couldn't attend to this. But uh, shared governance is um, it's very important at at this school to a lot of constituencies, and and it's 
important not just to see that every constituency is heard from, but not everybody has all the right ideas. And you need to hear perspectives from all sides before you make a major decision. Talk about the da- what you've seen to be, if, if, the, if you see any downsides to shared government, too many cooks or too many people involved in the process, too slow to make decisions. Have you seen that as, as one of the potential problems? Well, surely it slows things down. And if you don't get along with people, it can be like herding cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I don't know if we have that issue here. Uh-huh. It's, but it, it, yes, it uh, certainly slows down the process. That isn't necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes it can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. How long do you envision, I mean, if you've thought about it, how long do you envision doing this, being on the board, being part of the board? Well, at this point, uh, my, you know, my term comes up in two years. My current plans are to run again mm-hmm. in two years. Things could change then, but, but I don't foresee that. Right. And then, at the, then you'll figure it out again at the end of that term. You know, six years is a long ways away. Six years is way too far away. <laughs> yeah. Hard to figure out what's going to happen six weeks from now. That's much less right. Six years from now. <laughs> Talk a little bit about if there's any, before we wrap it up, if there's any one thing you would really like to accomplish during your term, however long it, it turns out to be as president of the board, what would, what would that one thing be that you really want to be sort of remembered for? Well... <clears throat> I would really like to take another shot at the bond, whether that's two years from now or four years from now. There's some very exciting things we can do with that, especially considering the needs of the community for for the college. And um, we came so tantalizingly close in this last election that uh, it's clear that a majority of the people support the college and if we can just eke across a little bit more, we can do great things out here and bring the community together at the college. Dan DeGardi, president of the Board of Trustees, Napa Valley College. Thanks so much for joining us on Napa Valley College Now. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. You're listening to Napa Valley College Now on NapaBroadcasting.com, the online radio home of Napa Valley College.